Hello, my fanist friends. Welcome to my podcast feed. Powered by ACAS Plus, here's a joke from my son. What did the bum say to the other bum? That's a bummer. You know, not for everyone. Uh, so, uh, look, thanks to everyone who's come to see the previews of Can I Have My Ball Back. It's been going really, really well, and uh, I'm really pleased with how the show's turning out. It's officially on tour now from Wednesday. I'll be at the Leicester Square Theatre. A couple of tickets left. Lots of press coming to that one. It'd be lovely to sell out, but there are a few other London gigs not selling as well. So if you're going to come to London... Maybe look up those other London gigs. And then this week I'll be in St Albans on Thursday, Gloucester on Friday, Chorley on Saturday, which is sold out. You can join the waiting list. And Glasgow on Sunday, two shows. I think the earlier show is sold out. Check with the venue, but the later show has some availability. Come along if you can. If you enjoy these podcasts and like them being free, then the great way to pay me back is to buy a ticket to a show or buy a download or a book from gofasterstripe.com. But you can just keep listening for free as well. That pays me back also. So, you know, no no pressure. But I'd love to see you there. If you just know me from the podcast and don't know me as a stand-up, I'm pretty good as a stand-up. It's a good show. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's only made about seven men faint so far. So, you know, are you brave enough to take the challenge? Let's sit back, relax and enjoy whichever podcast you're listening to now. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for a limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Clapham Grand. Please welcome a man who's just taking his own photo for his own obituary. It's Richard Herring. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you very much. There we go. It's good to have a working microphone. Hello. Oh, you're, you're much better than last week's audience. Thank you. Um, the person who wrote that joke, might, the ghost of them might be in this theatre. Who knows? Uh, welcome to Richard Herring's last socially truncated podcast. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. We're back at the Leicester Square Theatre in September and October. I mean definitely wave six by then but we'll see uh though i was talking to timmy lee from the confessions films his bum was in some foam there's a duck under someone he calls it relishable apparently so we're gonna see if that see if that catches on um hey hey look uh before we crack on and we might do some stuff from this uh in the show uh i uh, i've written another book of uh emergency questions um, and the people here tonight, and hello to everyone who's uh, watching online, I hope the audio's synced up this time, uh, is, uh, this is the cover of my new book I'm going to reveal for the first time. Are you excited? Except it was on, it was on Twitter earlier. There, there it is, it was, and it's going to be that big as well. That's, it's going to be, it's going to be a very unwieldy thing. It's called, Would You Rather? I'm going to ask, look at that. 
And someone can win that. <laughs> Very exciting. So uh, do that's out on October the 7th. You can pre-order from all your favourite bookshops. It's on Kindle. I think we're going to do. I think we're going to do an audio book of it somehow. We'll see. It's just me asking a load of stupid questions. But it's fine for your kids. Your kids can. There's one that mentions being sucked off, but it's all right because <laughs> it says sucked off in a tornado. So it's fine. Your kids won't know. They might make me take it out. They haven't proofread it yet. Um, So it's family-friendly, perfect Christmas gift, so please do check that if you can. Plus, uh, I made my daughter write 11 questions for it, my six-year-old daughter. Uh, My favourite one of hers is, would you rather be zero feet tall or infinity feet tall? It's pretty good. And she said infinity so she could look at the clouds. I said, no, if you're infinity feet tall, you wouldn't be able to... You'd be around the universe, you wouldn't be able to get in the clouds. We had a good discussion. It's very good for... What I've discovered, having a six-year-old child, is my work is very good way of just having a conversation with the child. (laughs) Maybe that's because of who I am. I don't know. But anyway, please do buy that book. That would be very nice of you if you did. Um, uh, What else have I got? Well, talking of my children... Um, I was playing, we were playing I Spy. I've got a six-year-old and a three-year-old. Uh, and the six-year-old understands the rules of I Spy and can spell now, so you can play I Spy with my little eye. Uh, the three-year-old wants to play, but doesn't know his letters. So, and he's not, he doesn't really get, he hasn't really grasped the game. He's very keen to play it, uh, but we let him do it with colours. We were driving the car the other day, and he said, I Spy with my little eye, something beginning with blue steering wheel. So we got that one. But also, if you don't get it first time, he tells you what it is, which I quite like. That's quite a like, no. And he'll just get, you know, it's good when someone, when you're doing letters and he just guesses uh, whatever he wants. It's very amusing. But then I was taking him out later for a walk and he fell over. The dog knocked him over and he was crying for about half an hour. And so I thought, I'll cheer him up. I'll play I Spy. He said, go on then, do I Spy. He said, I Spy of my little eye. Something beginning with crying. <laughs> It was simultaneously the funniest and saddest thing I've seen since uh, Peter Bainham uh, said when I came back from my granddad's funeral, I'm delighted that your granddad is dead. That is the, that is the, that's the last time I both laughed and cried as much. Uh, and I've been reading, I've been reading the, the White Ship by uh, Charles Spencer, you know, from Princess Diana's funeral. Remember him? That's what he's best known for. He was, uh, he's, he's Charles Spencer is uh, Princess Diana's brother. Uh, and uh, there's a real sort of, it's a real sliding doors moment. It's worth, if you're interested in history, the white ship, I didn't know much about this. It went down uh, and sort of wiped out a whole generation of the English nobility, including the heir to the throne. Uh, but King Stephen, who would become King Stephen, was on the ship, but he got off the ship because he, they'd been drinking a lot and he had diarrhoea. And so he wasn't on the ship. That's a real, that should be a better sliding doors film, wouldn't it? The two King Stephens, one doesn't get off the boat and dies, and one has a shit and survives and becomes king. So that is, that's my favourite bit of history. Thanks, Charles Spencer. Thanks for that. Uh, so, let's move on. My uh, guests this week, uh, one is probably best known for playing Fizz Gamble in Grave New World, and that isn't Ed Gamble, that's the confusing thing. That's the other one. And the other one, I think, is best known for his voiceover for the Kazoo. Yeah, you can, advert. I'm convinced it's him, but I mainly want to talk about that. Will you please welcome James Acaster and Ed Gamble, ladies and gentlemen, from, off the, off, from the unpopular off-menu 
Dann pop it off menu podcast. Come in. Come in, sit down. Hello. Hello, how are you doing? All right, I'll do it. <laughs> Kazoo, yeah, you can. Um, before, before the show, you, told, you said, oh, I've got one for you, but I'm not sure if it's you or not. Well, I googled it, and then it said someone else's name came up, and I thought, is someone like doing it? It would be funny if it was the bloke from Love Island again, yeah. doing it in a fresh Because some sometimes they get people to do... There's one with, I think, Izzy Sooty does, and I can't, I can't work out if it's genuinely her or someone doing an Izzy Sooty impression. It's normally her. Yeah, right? so, what, uh, but, you know, what, what does it mean? Oh, Cause I you, have no yeah, fucking idea. When you went in... Yeah. Is it, is it meant to be kazoo? Is, it meant to sound, is that meant to sound like can you? Yeah, you can. Kazoo, can you? Yeah, you can. I don't feel like, like a voiceover audition is the time to start chucking around like creative sh- ideas. Surely you need to know what it means. No, it's fine. It sounds like it's meant to be a pun or something, and then it's not. It doesn't, I think it's a, a pun on the phrase, ooh, yeah, you can, which isn't a phrase. <laughs> but that's how I read it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> ooh, yeah. Ooh, ooh, yeah, you can. You can. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not convinced about that. I love it. Yeah? I always love it. I love being in Ubers, and when it comes on in the Uber, <laughs> I always say to the Uber driver, that's my friend. <laughs> and then I have to have this conversation when they go, but what's it? What on, I don't understand. <laughs> Do you think that's why they did it? Just to make people go, why is the man saying those words? And then you've said it so and many you're times. In, and the yeah. next thing you know, you bought a car. <laughs> kazoo. Ooh, kazoo, yeah, you can. Yeah, you can play a kazoo. Maybe it's maybe... <laughs> maybe the bloke who wrote it at school, someone said, can I play the kazoo? And they went, yeah, you can. And he thought, I'll reference that. <laughs> Always have it in the bag. When I start a business, I call it kazoo. I say, kazoo, yeah, you can. Just like we used to say in school. Anyway, it pays fucking shitloads. Yeah. <laughs> Good, I'm glad. And why are you playing a man called Gamble in a forthcoming show called Grave New World? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know this. You didn't know this until I was introduced. Um... Yeah, well, my friend Stuart Laws, who's a production company of Turtle Canyon, do little shorts on YouTube, mm-hmm. and he wanted me to go on and be a soft drinks expert. And often, I would say, and I don't think Stuart will mind me saying this, all of his ideas are underwritten. <laughs> and um, I, uh, <laughs> I had to... I think he will mind you saying yes. that. As soon as I said it, actually, I thought, that's offensive. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had to be a soft drinks expert. And he said, what's your name going to be? And uh, first name Fizz, that was very easy. And then I just thought, second name Gamble, because that'll be a nice little in-joke. Um, and I was be called Fizz Gamble. I'd forgotten it. I'd forgotten that I'd, I'd called the character that until you introduced me. When you said the first guest, is, he played Fizz Gamble, I thought, oh, that's something Ed's done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was something I'd And then you well. said, and it's not the one called Ed Gamble. I was yeah. like, what the f- Oh, yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah, it was. That's what yeah. I thought. Well, Fizz Gamble is like a new kazoo-type pun on the name Ed Gamble. Is there, is yeah. Fizz Gamble, yeah. Ed Gamble. It, it works just as well. <laughs> Good. Well, I hope you're both well. You're, you do a podcast, you two, together. Didn't yes. know. I've had you on both on so many times, and I didn't know... 
didn't know you did that podcast <laughs> again. I've been on the, the back po- catalogue of all our appearances on this podcast, I've, I've, which is mainly you begging to be on the podcast. <laughs> didn't know you did one together. Uh, and I've been on it, and I didn't know it was... I didn't realise it was you two together that were no. doing it. Well, I thought it was a genuine... I thought it was a real genie, so that's why yeah. I was... Yeah. I was very invested in it when I, when I did it. You were. You were very invested in it very when serious. you did it. To the point where you were awful. <laughs> There's definitely a balance because sometimes guests aren't invested in it enough, and we found out to our cost that guests can be too invested. Yeah, Richard. <laughs> Often cited as a classic episode. Yeah, no, yeah, it is. It is a bit of a classic episode. Um, many people genuinely believed you were a member of the public <laughs> yeah. who had won a competition and didn't understand the podcast. Well, because as, your, a, as a joke, I intru- as a joke, I introduced you as a competition winner, and we got loads of tweets from people saying, "Oh, this poor competition winner's not doing very well." <laughs> yeah, and it's on my Wikipedia page now. It says in t- 2021, or where is Richard Herring won a competition to appear on the <laughs> Hoffman? <laughs> And when I was filming a film with Sean Clifford off of Fleabag... That's exciting. She, yeah. went to, she turned around and said, oh, your voice is very familiar to me. I've heard you on a couple of things. What was, I found out it was, all a, it was all a joke what you were doing. When, when did the boys put you up to? When did they tell you to do... So she, she was invested in the fact that I was pretending to be a competition. Winner, yeah. <laughs> Sean Clifford, I was meant to be acting alongside her. I mean, all serious acting. Yeah. People in the biz yeah. were even hoodwinked into thinking you were a talentless <laughs> member of the public. <laughs> We have done that though. We've had com- we've recorded episodes with competition winners before. Yeah, and they have been an absolute fucking disaster. Yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course, I remember it. I remember it to the day I die. <laughs> <laughs> it was insane. We were, there were two competition winners. One was a very normal kind of like uh, episode that we, we obviously didn't put them out. We were very clear on that. When we were approached by Comic Relief, I think it was, going, uh, we would like to do it so that you know, people can win and become a guest on the podcast. We went, absolutely. We refuse to ever put them out, by the way. <laughs> but we'll do it as an experience for them. And yeah, one lady uh, did her menu and it's pretty normal. And then another lady, uh, her brother won it for her as I, a actually, surprise. It was, an, it was an auction. Yes, he had he really paid through the nose <laughs> for it. Uh, it was a surprise for her, and he was saying it's because it's her favourite podcast and she loves you guys. Um, and uh, it turned out that he had once had a conversation with her and they kind of got their wires crossed, and he thought that she knew what the podcast was, <laughs> but she had never heard of it. Didn't know what the format was, didn't know what it was at all. And it wasn't like you doing a joke. Genuinely a person who didn't know what the podcast was. Right. And even though it was two in the afternoon, she was shit-faced. <laughs> <laughs> it was a struggle. It was a struggle, and it turned out she didn't so much uh, like the podcast uh, as she'd seen James on television and fancied James. Yes. So it, within a minute, she'd gone, well, uh, who cares what I want for a starter? Do you have a girlfriend? <laughs> I said, yes. And then apparently, that was me being an asshole. <laughs> anyway. Really uh, kicked uh, off about that. A brother had paid a grand for that. A <laughs> grand. And he's just sitting there next to her, just smiling, trying to be nice to us. Like, <laughs> he's... he's prompted her along going just tell them what you'd like as your starter so then she, she, she had this piece of paper she was like I've written it all down we're like oh great she's written down a menu but it was 
Would you like to go on a date with me? <laughs> Maybe we, uh, absolutely mad. But if she's paid a grand, I think you have to do what you, you want. Have to, you have You've to, got to shoot that. your shot, right? At one yeah. point, it was over Zoom, and at one point, because I, 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 she was saying all this stuff, and I looked over into Ed's uh, window, and he was just there, like this, just going. <laughs> Delighted. <laughs> Although, once she established I uh, was not single, she really switched on to you yeah. and was like, What about you? Huh? <laughs> and then he was like, I have a fiance, one up with me. And um, she was even angrier. She's like, yeah, It's she a waste of time. <laughs> Happy about that. She snogged her brother in the end. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. Well, you know. We should put that episode out, actually. Yeah, it was <laughs> funny. It was really funny by the end. It's ridiculous. Um, well, I've, I've just listened to your bonus episode that's just gone up, which you didn't, you didn't decide was deserved to go into the series. Well, it was too late by the time we okay. found out that we could get this guest. It was, too, it was the end of the okay. series. Yeah. Well, it was a very exciting guest. Yes. Uh, Dan Aykroyd. I, I saw you got Dan Aykroyd. Yes, you immediately tweeted uh, yeah. that you were angry about it. <laughs> Very cross. That's genuinely, whenever we get a big guest through that I know that you've not had, my first, I think about you immediately. <laughs> but I can't wait till Herring finds out about this. He's going to be fucking livid. <laughs> but then I think, well, if he'll do theirs, he'll yeah. probably come on mine. <laughs> um, it's a, a lot of people have compared it to Mike, the Brian Blessed episode of this podcast, which I don't think is entirely fair, though. He was loquacious. He was... Mm. He, well, he didn't really, uh, this, is, uh, this is Dan, didn't really um, uh, appreciate the format. Of well, the, he didn't really see it as a back and forth. No. <laughs> He'd done a lot of prep. He had. More prep than anyone has ever done for the podcast, yeah. I would say. A very detailed, well thought out menu. He'd thought about the setting, who was going to be there, um, things they could have in between courses, the drinks to go with every single meal. The whole evening he'd thought about, uh, what he hadn't factored in was us talking to him. (laughs) (laughs) I tried my best. When he started doing the menu, I thought, okay, this is not how we normally do it. I'll, I'll try and stop him. And I said, Dan, we normally start at the top by talking about if you enjoy food and, and then we'll talk to you, take you through each course. And he was like, well, we can do that at the end. <laughs> and then just got his head down, didn't look us in the eye and ploughed through a 15-minute monologue about this meal. And then 20 minutes in went, well, I started wrapping it up. I hope I've helped you out with your little project. <laughs> 20 minutes in. Yeah. Blitzed it, advertised its vodka. Yeah. <laughs> also, I listened back to it. I've only listened back to three episodes um, of the podcast. <laughs> and I listened back to that one. And uh, he says goodbye after we genuinely, we asked him a question. So it's like we actually get a question in. And, and we say like, if, uh, if you were in Ghostbusters again and you had to not think of anything that appears and you thought of the, uh, your, your own brand of vodka, what would happen? <laughs> And he's like, he kind of gives it, oh, it would rain down good vodka on everyone, I guess. Anyway, I hope I've uh, helped you out with your project. And then the rest of the episode is just us trying to keep him on the call. Yeah. yeah. So it's just us going, tell us some more about your vodka. Because we've got nothing. If someone comes and does their entire meal straight off the bat, we've got nothing. You know in 8 Mile when Eminem does all the insults about himself first and the other battle rapper's like, well, what the fuck do I say now? That was... Yeah. He 8 Miled us, that guy. <laughs> he did 8 Mile us. And Ed's right about he just had his head down. 
So that's what you can't really appreciate on the podcast. And what we didn't say is that he had all of his menu written down and stuff. So he just, so he just was like that. And we couldn't see his face and he couldn't see us. And we were just looking at each other on the screen, just laughing openly at each other <laughs> at what was happening to us. And how excited were you before? And at what point did you kind of think, oh, well, this I is Well, I never not... thought, I didn't think it was going to happen because we no. quite often get, you know what it's like, it's like, yeah. it's like, oh, we might have this person, but then it always, you know, it yeah. goes away. So we're like, this is never going to happen until right before when he came on the call, I was like, fuck, it's actually going to happen. Yeah. And just before we started recording, he picked up a tiny toy plane that he had on his desk and he spun the propeller around and he went, Spitfire. <laughs> I was like, fuck, this is going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> I was excited then. I wasn't excited before because I was like, well, this will, you just assume this will go bad. Because <laughs> yeah. like, it's something really great, should be exciting, so don't get too excited about it. But when he went, Spitfire, I was like, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be really good. He's up for a laugh. This is great. But actually, he saves that for before the podcast. Well, did he ever done any podcast? I mean, I suppose he, he seems like he's, he's pretty down on advertising his vodka. I think he's done... After we recorded it and put it out, everyone was like, yeah, I've heard him on podcasts before. He always does that. Like, well, no one fucking told us. I think he's done like Joe Rogan and a few right. other things where he just goes on and like plows into the vodka chat right because it would be nice to i mean it would be to hear you guys like riffing off dan Aykroyd's. that's what we wanted to hear to get a little tiny bit of it yeah Not... i think that's what we thought would happen maybe yeah. we'd be able to do a little bit of that but i much prefer what happened <laughs> i think the fact that at one point he is just advertising his vodka <laughs> like he owes money to all the, everyone in town <laughs> and he needs to sell this vodka otherwise he's dead meat <laughs> just... I, my favorite thing is you just laugh every time you start you can hear you laughing yeah, every yeah. time he starts doing it yeah, yeah. and then you start going, if you had to make a cocktail out of your you start asking him more and more vodka questions when so you, you can laugh at him advertising it when you realise that someone is if you, as long as you ask them a question about the vodka they will answer it so you realise you could just say to them, what about if you made a cocktail for chimney sweeps? What would that be? And that he'll just go, this could be a sale. I've got to do it. Yeah. He just, and then he just listed off a cocktail he'd make. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. He, and came, he came up like with the it. the Ghostbusters question, and James asked that question, yeah. if, you had to, if you were thinking of the Crystal Skull instead of the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, what would happen? And I was like, I nearly gave James a round of applause for that. I was like, what a fucking question. It's Ghostbusters, it's incorporated the vodka. Surely he's going he's gonna to follow this riff. He's going to come with us on this. Yeah. And he, basically, he did just go, oh, it had rained down lovely vodka on everyone. <laughs> yeah, great but didn't he say Addison something like, vodka. Uh, didn't he say, oh, wait, I would just keep my mind blank? Yes. Initially, which is, it would, was the point of what they were trying to do and then they couldn't That wasn't my question I asked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I said, if your character <laughs> thought about the crystal head, what would happen? He went, oh, I wouldn't think of it. <laughs> but in the film you think of the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man it's like now I've, I've learnt my lesson since the first film <laughs> uh, fool me once it would be so hard having been through it once not to think last time this happened I thought the Stay <laughs> yeah. Puft Marshmallow yeah, Man and everything away. went wrong yeah. oh shit I've done it again. no way you're not falling for it a second time <laughs> <laughs> well it's very worth very well worth listening to are there any other episodes that you'd, you've that, like that where you've had a big big guest or, or someone you're excited about and it's sort of gone tits up or is it is it always uh, is it, it tends to go quite well usually doesn't it well normally yeah yeah, if yeah but we, I think most of the big guests just end up 
cancelling beforehand, right? Yeah, most of them cancel on us. Who's the best person who's cancelled on you? Who's the one you've been looking forward most and then they've said, oh, no, I can't do it? I no mean, one cancels on me on this oh, show. Oh, Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl, oh, yeah. We, yeah. We thought that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Benito always messages us going, Dave Grohl, this Thursday, we're like, yeah, not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> what are you getting excited for, you little dweeb? How does Benito know all these people and how does he get in touch? It's amazing, right? I mean, I, yeah. I think he's just tweeting them. Okay. Like, like you do. Yeah, like I do. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about how I was trying to get Bo Burnham on, but I don't have any contact for him and he doesn't follow me on Twitter, so I just had to openly ask him on Twitter. That is Which pathetic. is an, if, if anyone tweeted me openly, say, will you come on my podcast, straight away that's a no. Yeah, yeah. not going to do it. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Groveling. <laughs> pathetic. <laughs> no way I'll go on that person's podcast. Yeah. I've got, I, I'm, I usually say yes, but this year, and I've discussed this a couple of times on the podcast, I just say, sorry, I've just had cancer, so I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm fine. Very the good. thing is, I'm fine. <laughs> and I've got loads more time. I could have done it easily. <laughs> I could have done it more easily, but then they go, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry for asking. Sorry for asking. Sorry and I laugh. Asking. And I, <laughs> it's like, you should have known that I had yeah. cancer. <laughs> And you've really upset me. That's good. So I'd, I'd recommend it. Get a, you know, non-fatal one. You can't wait. <laughs> That's my tip for getting out of podcast. <laughs> you could have used it to get out of this one. It would have been good. Um, <laughs> how did you guys get together? And did the two of you, how did you two hook up and get together? Good question, eh? It is a good question. Yeah, very good, good question. I've got that written down. See why you wrote that down. Yeah. Well, um, I hope we've helped you out with your project. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we can do that, can't we? Yeah. <laughs> I hope we've helped you out with your project. I've got cancer. Goodbye. <laughs> we met on the comedy circuit, Richard. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, at, at a gig. What made you think we should do a podcast together about some food? Yes, good question. Thank you. We talked about food all the time. <laughs> that is just uh, it became the um, foundation of our friendship. Was uh, constantly talking about food. Um, I'd never really been into food that much, and then when I started hanging out with Ed, I started thinking, "Yeah, it's ridiculous that I'm not into food because I'm going to have to eat it forever." <laughs> yeah. And if I don't enjoy it, then that's a huge part of my life that's going to be absolute dog shit for the rest of my life. So I should start liking food and thinking about where I go to eat and thinking about what I eat and then always chat to Ed about it. Really enjoyed getting down to specifics with him, places where I, I should go. Ed's always got loads of recommendations of places to eat, order that thing on that menu, here's the best place I've ever had this. And uh, I think, you know, like with anyone with podcasts, you go, what's my favourite conversation to have? I'll do that as a podcast. Yeah. So, yeah, like, I don't know, you would probably like, I love having conversations where I ask people loads of questions and subtly troll them. And then <laughs> you turn it into a podcast. <laughs> well, I think about off-menu, right? This, yeah. is my, this is my criticism of off-menu. That's what we're here for. It's, oh, good. it's a load of fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> Not as good as my podcast. <laughs> what I think is, like, if it's people who like food, you're really skinny and you're really fit. I want to see it 
hosted by a couple of really guys who really all women who've really got into food and real. I want Mr. Creosote. Two yeah. Mr. Creosotes. You want someone like being sick while they're hosting? <laughs> yeah, the They've eaten so much food, yeah. they can't... I think that would be a better podcast. <laughs> Mr. Creosote can't get the original now. You want but, someone who loves food so much it's damaged their life <laughs> in some way. Yeah. Because you're not... You don't look like you like food that much because you're skinny and fit. Well, thank you, Yeah. firstly. <laughs> but no, it's, I, I mean, you know, I regularly chuck a bite in and then explode. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Ed eat so much that he definitely regrets his life. Oh, yeah. yeah. Two or three times a week. But how do you do it? Because I'm on a diet. I'm dieting now. And You're looking I, good, Richard. If I, eat, if I eat a piece of bread, I put on a pound. Mm-hmm. I eat one piece of bread. That's it. So how do you manage to scoff all these posh Michelin stars? I was saying... <laughs> the Michelin star... I'm going to stick with it. How do you go to these Michelin star restaurants... Well, a lot of the Michelin star <laughs> yeah. restaurants will be very small, like wee little portions. Yeah. Yeah. The Matalan star restaurants are the ones I go to. They're the best. <laughs> Ed, uh, I'd say your life is divided into um, uh, working, um, eating and exercising, right? Yes. And when you're working, you're normally thinking about uh, what you want to eat and where you want to go and exercise. And when you're um, eating food, you're often thinking, I really need to exercise because all this food is killing me. Yeah. And then when you're at the gym, you're going, I hate it here, and I want to go and eat some food as soon as yeah. possible. Thanks for right? um, perfectly describing my absolutely horrific existence. <laughs> <laughs> and I just lucked out with my metabolism. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming, man. It's coming. I, I can't wait. I don't know what age is going to happen, but fuck, he's going to be so fat immediately, and I can't <laughs> wait for it to happen. <laughs> It will happen, yeah. Um, but I think it'll be a laugh. I think, <laughs> I think people will like it when I, when I, you know, when, when I get my just desserts, literally, and then I can walk on stage and people will be like, "We always knew this would happen to him," and it's weird that he hasn't stopped eating ice cream all the time. Now it's happened. Yeah, I want you to return to stand up in like fifteen years' time, and you've put on about ten to twelve stone. Yeah. But I want you to wear the same clothes as you wore for your last gig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll be up for that. Yeah. yeah. I'll do that. Yeah. That'd be good. Absolutely. Um, oh well this is something that came from the last podcast that if you, I don't think you were here last week for that part. But I, I was I was wondering whether I've yet had the photo taken that will appear on my own obituary. Yeah. <laughs> or whether, you know, have I done my most it's like, I'm, A, will I live much longer and B mm. Have I done the most famous thing, the most successful thing that I've done in my career yet? Um, and it's difficult with me because I haven't done the thing that successful. I know. So it's hard to know. I'm going to just Google because I know already in my head what photo is for you. Okay. Yeah, because, it because it's it the one be... I've seen all the time. But it's not necessarily the photo of you doing your most successful thing that would be used for your obituary, right? Not yeah. always, but usually, usually they'll pick out something. Like, oh, classic. remember this guy from, you know, there's a chance it's Lee and Herring for me, right? There's a chance oh, Where it's... is it? There it is. That one. That absolute classic there. Everyone's seen it a lot of times. Back. When you're brushing your hair back yeah. behind your ear. Yeah. yeah. You think you that'll be on the obituary? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not yeah. sure. I hope it's not that one. That one. It'd be that one. But also, you know, little, it's an interesting... Do you, do, you, what, do you think your photo's been taken that will be on your obituary yet? Or do you think... There's something... Because if, so, if you did something exceptional at the age of 60 or 70, 
that's probably what they would put up as the photo. Or if you just were famous when you're 60 or 70. Quite interesting. I can't work out whether you guys... Well, the photo that comes up of me first, if you Google my name, uh, is a picture of me in uh, fake tan. um, (laughs) Because I was playing a character in a show and we had to go to a a film premiere or like an awards thing and they fake tanned me up as a joke. But unfortunately, the photo doesn't reference what was going on or where I was, but it was a comedy <laughs> character show. So I regularly get tweeted going, Google, I've fucked you over here, mate. <laughs> so I look dreadful. So they'll probably use that one. Yeah, I hope they use that. Do you think you've, do you think you've, you've put the photos out there? I don't know. I mean, Touch. I'm trying to think now. I mean, I don't know at what age I'll die at. Yeah, well, you don't know. That's, That's the, thing. the thing. If I died now... But then the photo... If you die yeah. now, the photo's definitely, the photo's been, definitely taken, been taken. Yeah, unless yeah. they take a photo of you dying. Yeah. <laughs> Put on your yeah. picture. Here is James A. Caster as he died. That's what they should Just use. keep shooting. Yeah. Anyone got a f- camera, just keep taking a photo in case he dies. So we they can should use that. They should just <laughs> take a photo of people as soon as they're dead and just use that in the abyss. Well, they sort of, that's how it used that's to be. Proof. Death, death masks used to be. That's how they would make a death mask yeah. of someone, they? and that would be it, and that would be how you remember, because there were no photos. Let's do that. Let's kill one of you and make a death mask. Tonight? What? Richard, that's horrible. Come on, that'll be so good for my, my downloads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Work quite nice, yeah. yeah. We're in prison. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, I've got another question. Are you both in, you're both in relationships now, it seems? Yeah, if yeah. your current partner was going to leave you for a world-famous comedian, who would you like that? <laughs> who, would you li- who would you most like it to be that they left you? <laughs> it's to both of you. No, it's to both of you. Out of all the, uh, out out of all all the, the world-famous comedians. Oh, that's a really good question. <laughs> it's just one I've, I ask An everyone. Absolute piece I ask, of shit. I ask everyone. It's a good question. It's a good question, isn't it? I'd want them, I'd want whoever she left me for to be, you know, I'd want her to be looked after financially and maybe a much older man. <laughs> Immediately defecting over one of his sides. <laughs> Immediately, first shot you get. 
<laughs> I mean, my, my answer would be the same guy again. <laughs> same guy. Also I mean, funny. My, my, my girlfriend likes it. Good if it I mean, if it so starts fun. to become a personal vendetta, you go, oh, the first... Take my girlfriend once. Yeah. Pull on me. I'm, I'm going to just think it. I mean, to be fair, I thought it was funny the first time. <laughs> so I'd absolutely find it hilarious <laughs> if, if it happened again. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely fair enough. Uh, we I watched... him no ills as it is. So I'd find it very funny if he did it again. And I'd be like, <laughs> I'd even say to him, that was funny, actually, man. <laughs> oh, well done. And he probably wouldn't say anything, would he? He wouldn't say anything, never does. <laughs> I very much... We do a little noise now and again. Sometimes he makes <laughs> a little noise. I very much enjoyed the, um, the special, the, your most recent show. Thank which, you. In which that is discussed. It was an extremely funny show. Thank um, you so much. Uh, so do download that. We, I paid a tenner for it. Tenner, nice yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. It's on my website. Yeah. JamesACaster.com. Da- um, uh, Ed... Uh, what's it like being in a double act with the, the greatest stand-up of the, their generation when you do stand-up as well? must be difficult to... Well, must be difficult to cope with. Oh. You, t- you tell me, Richard. Yeah, well, that's you did why. it first. <laughs> that's what the question is. Don't applaud him. That's what the question... That's what the question's referring... He hasn't got me. That was a self-get. Oh, yeah, that always comes across well. If you go, he hasn't got me. <laughs> that was a self-get. I'm clever. I'm I clever got in me. this. I got me. That was me, not him. You left that door wide open. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to when we're older and we publicly hate each other. Yeah. <laughs> and we do little coded tweets about one another. Well, you do coded tweets about me and I would just be searching my name on Twitter like a <laughs> mad bastard. Well, you seem to... What's like, he said about me now? You seem to like and respect each other, which was never part of our double act that wasn't how our double act worked yeah. I mean I liked and respected him but, yes you liked, but, you? It, but it turns out <laughs> it was not a two way street it was not a mutual thing. <laughs> oh, do you reckon sad. you could extend an olive branch now and use the cancer thing as a specific, like... <laughs> well you would hope that that would be he knows yeah. that I've had cancer he knows you've had it yeah he knows I've had cancer uh, heard from him no <laughs> no, no. Just so well, you I've know, heard Ed. from him uh, via interviews that he doesn't think I'm very good yeah, yeah. But it's nice to know that just before I die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't think you're very good. Yeah. And he only reaches out to people when they've got cancer <laughs> yeah. if he rates their comedy. <laughs> <laughs> they don't deserve it otherwise. But you, you do get... I mean, I, th- I always find it, like, w- weird. I mean, because you started as friends and then you've got this double act. Uh-huh. And, and you, tra- you seem to travel around a lot, go on holidays together and travel around. Yeah, yeah. And it's all going fine. You still call each other friends and stuff. It's all... Yeah, very easy. We've spent all day together yesterday. Um, yeah. Uh, Ed made loads of pizzas from scratch and I ate all the pizzas. It's a pretty yeah. good friendship. <laughs> do you ever think your podcast is a very different thing, though, isn't it? Like, we do just record us having a chat. Yeah. We, there's no, like like, hardcore creative element to it where we end up having arguments over, like, one line or whatever. Sure. And we're pretty, like, late on in our careers. Like, like speak, like, when you were with Stu, it was, like, early on and you were young and, like, hungry for it. Yeah. Well, we couldn't give a fuck now. <laughs> this is just for fun. So the friendship's the most important thing, yeah. I think. Do you think you'll ever take it to the next level? <laughs> I mean, assuming that hasn't happened. Never say never. I yeah. mean, you know... If, if you it, did... If fan fiction on the internet is anything to go by, yeah. <laughs> If you did take it to the next level, who would be the postman and who would be the letterbox? I think, we all, I think we all know that, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know that. <laughs> and there's the answer. <laughs> I'm going to um, try out some of my new book, Would You Rather book, on you guys. See if there's any good ones. You're going to try out some of your new book? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to ask you some questions from my new book. No wonder he doesn't respect you. Um, <laughs> I didn't hear. I didn't hear that. But I said that I don't have to respond if I didn't hear it. <laughs> Would you rather go on a cruise with Tom Cruise or a walking holiday with Christopher Walken? Good question. It's a good question. Thank you. I guess with the cruise with Cruise, do you need to hang out together? All the I mean, time? I think it'd be rude to accept the invitation to go on the cruise and then just say I'm not going to see you for the. Three weeks he hang, would he want to hang out with... Yeah, with well, that? he's invited. I mean, I'm assuming in this scenario, Tom Cruise is wrong. I said, Ed, do you want to come on a cruise with me? Yeah. And, and you've gone, yeah. And then you're suddenly going, oh, I'm just going to... I'm going to go swimming. I yeah. want to go and play deck tennis. <laughs> deck tennis? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would tennis love to on go on a cruise. That's what I would pick. Yeah. I think I like Christopher Walken more as a actor and i like going walking more than i like going on boats yeah. um but i've never been on a cruise before and I, I assume it would be nuts and tom cruise also i think is nuts <laughs> and i would like to be in that situation um where there's the whole world seems like it's gone insane rather than on a very long walk with a man who um i've seen be interviewed and is like getting blood out of a stone so <laughs> i don't think i would like to go for a walking holiday with christopher well walking. thought out I've been on a cruise and they are fucking horrible. Yeah. So I don't want to go on another cruise. I'll go walking with walking. Okay. But you were performing on the cruise. You were working. That's different. Well, yeah, it was, it was still awful. Like, it, I had to do... Bobby two... Davro nicked his material. No, that, Bobby Davro was in the audience and he did have a notebook. I don't know for a fact that he was writing down my material, but I think it's a weird thing to do to take a notebook to another comedian's gig and start scribbling in it halfway through. <laughs> Especially as the material that I was doing was, why aren't you laughing? How come you're all so old? That's what Bobby Davro does now. He goes on stage, hey, why aren't you laughing? And then the audience go, why are you all so old? And then he goes, I've got diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> he talks about that. It was mad. We were in the little bar uh, room doing shows, and he was on in the big theatre. Right. I, we were dying on our asses every night, like two 40-minute sets a night, absolute pure silence for the whole time. <laughs> And then one night I was like, well, at least everyone on the ship's probably having a bad time. I opened the door to the theatre and Bobby Davro was dressed as Tom Jones and he had people up on stage dancing to Sex Bomb, losing their fucking minds. Where was the cruise going and why did you take a gig on a cruise? Uh, it was the maiden voyage of a Royal Caribbean cruise ship. Uh, okay. The first time was just for the press and it went out to sea and then back again. Okay. Uh, the second time, I think we went to... Uh, the second leg, we went to Rotterdam, and then another one, we went to some other place. In well, they did a lot. Yeah, I did ten straight days on the cruise. And the other comedians changed, but they just kept me on, because they were like, it's going so badly, we don't <laughs> want to have to introduce another comedian to the situation. Yeah. So I stayed on for ten days. Wow. And there's no escape, presumably you can hide well, there, in your there cabin. Is, but, <laughs> <laughs> but we would have found out what picture they would have used. <laughs> wow. Would you do that? Would you go on a, I was offered a gig on a cruise that was like being interviewed by Andrew Collins, actually, weirdly enough. So that uh -huh. would have been, I'd have been stuck on a cruise with Andrew Collins. Does he respect you? I, I, think, he loved, I think he slightly loves me. <laughs> I think he's slightly in love with me. You know what um, I think of every time I think of Andrew Collins? Yeah. Genuinely. 
is your wedding reception yeah. in the evening, um, and he was uh, stood on the outskirts of the dance floor, and Smells Like Teen Spirit came on, and he, he did the mime to the drums at the start. <laughs> and every time anyone mentioned Andrew Collins, that's all I've seen. <laughs> is that. Every time. Your wedding. <laughs> it was a good wedding. Was yeah. good. That's the kind of thing that could happen. Someone could just get that into the wedding that lose themselves the music <laughs> it was nice we, he came to my wedding that was after we'd stopped doing podcasts together so you know I think, nice. I think we're the last one we did, we did he did one of these it was a bit weird yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's happened so much on this podcast that that's got to be your fault right yeah <laughs> I can't believe you re-released the Stephen Murphy one. <laughs> <laughs> just pop that out again why not yeah it's a historical document what happened on that it was fine we built it up as a you know he thought I was... I did the same thing where I did What's It Like being the guy who does all the good stuff and writes all the good and everyone else thinking the other person in the double act's the talented one. Yeah. And then he got cross because I thought I was trying to make him be rude about Stu and Ricky Gervais <laughs> where it was just obviously a joke about... Just a joke about my, my own expense. He, I wish he'd just said... I loved it. I'm going to listen to it I wish he'd again. just said, will you tell me? That's what then, <laughs> yeah. at least gone, then I could go, that was my joke, Stephen. We went, mm? I'm not answering that. So yeah, but then got, you would have gone, home. he hasn't won, he hasn't got me. <laughs> <laughs> would have been that. You wouldn't have been happy. It was all right. You know, I, but the awkward one. But also, that's the exciting thing, isn't it, about doing a completely ad-lib comedy and, yeah. uh, and taking a chance, is it has to go wrong sometimes. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a risk. That's, that's what comedy is. If, it, yeah. if every time you went, OK, I'm going to be rude to Ed... And, yeah. then, and then one time Ed got... Cr- I mean, I can't imagine there's going to be a moment where either of us say anything to the other that would actually upset us. No, I think we'd be all right. But, you know, you might do. But with, say, Stephen Murch or Richard E. Grant, when you take a chance with someone you don't know, and then they think, they might really get the hump if I do this joke. Did you ever find out what that was? No, not really. Huh? Oh, so James doesn't know what podcasts are. So... <laughs> Richard E. Grant wouldn't let me... Or his people wouldn't let me put out the entire interview... Oh. Of Richard, with Richard E. Grant, which I genuinely thought top ten interviews I've done. Wow. But there was and he was great, there. and he was brilliant. He didn't like stuff in there. I don't know what. There was the one joke where, and I've definitely said this before, but he was, it was when he was just, the Oscars had just happened, and yeah. but before the Oscars, all, he'd been really giddy with excitement. Yes. And then one journalist went, oh, Richard E. Grant is just playing a part to try and get in with the Oscars by looking like he's all giddy with excitement. And so he was really upset about this. And I said, yeah, I mean, if you were that good an actor, you'd have won the Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but, like, in that moment, I thought... That occurred to me in the moment, that joke, and I thought, I yeah. thought there's, this is early in the interview, there's a good chance he might walk out yeah. uh, if he doesn't think that's funny. But he laughed and said, very true, and seemed to, be, seemed to enjoy it. Maybe Solid he, joke, man. Maybe he didn't. It was, a good, it was a good joke in the moment. I don't come up with many, as we're, as we're finding out tonight. <laughs> so I've got these questions. Would you rather uh, uh, co-own a car with Jimmy Carr? <laughs> I'd, okay, I'd, I'm beginning to I'm see giving you work. <laughs> I love if the whole book was just... Also, <laughs> there's two <laughs> questions like this in the whole book. I'm imagining you writing these <laughs> in the bollock ward or wherever you were. Think I might die any second. Wait, would you rather co-own a car with Jimmy Carr, a lorry with Laurie Anderson, or a van with Van Morrison? Well, Van Morrison, I've been told, is grumpy. Yeah, he is. 
I don't think I would like that. Not, I'm, I'm, I'm over Vans as well at this point in my life. Okay. I don't care. Um, Jimmy Carr. I've met Jimmy Carr. I've been in loads of cars before. <laughs> Not been in many lorries. No. And Laurie Anderson has done one of my favourite albums ever. So I would like to be, please, okay. in a lorry with Laurie <laughs> good, Anderson. Good answer. Probably a car with a car. You with car. insane. <laughs> yeah, a car with car. That guy's loaded. It's going to be a nice car, isn't it? Well, but you've got to co-own it, so you're going to have to stump up half the money for it. And also, I reckon he's going to be in the car most of the time. He works all the time. But also, he's probably got really good ways of writing off all the petrol. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. Car with car. Yeah. I'd go for the lorry, because the lorry's absolutely most shocked at that. The lorry's, you know, lorry... Oh, be... yeah, I wanted, I wanted the lorry, but James took the lorry. I well, you could it. take the lorry as well, but also you could sell your co-share in the lorry and have a lot of money as well. That's what I would go for. Don't want any of it. I don't you want do to that. share a car with anyone else. It's a ridiculous idea. But you asked that question. <laughs> so in the book, do you ask the question and then go, "Here's what I'd do"? I don't know who do the other ones. You fucking idiots. <laughs> I don't. I allow you to find that out of yourself. Let me try one more. Do people buy this book? It's just a bunch of questions. It's just a load of questions, and then That's you can ask them to each other. Yeah. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> It's good. It's like I'm writing all the feed lines and they have to do all the jokes. That's the, that's the also, way I look at it. Also, astonishing. If I was writing a book that was just a bunch of questions, the last thing I'd bother to do is try them out live on stage. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, I can't believe I've managed to get this book away. Well, then, but then people can ask them and then they, their friend can say something and then they can go, you know what Ed Gamble said about this? Yeah. And then it gives an extra element. Do to you the... genuinely <laughs> imagine that conversation will ever happen? <laughs> <laughs> When do you think people use the book? <laughs> Genuinely. I when think, does the... someone go, oh, hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather? Well, do a, like... <laughs> one man used it when there was in the Himalayas when all those avalanches happened and, he was in, and his lodge got hit by an avalanche and they all thought they were going to die and they're waiting for the rescue services. That is the it... worst possible answer for your book. <laughs> and they got out of the book. It was before the book. Yeah. They asked each other emergency questions to pass the time. I would have... So if I'll you're in you a what, terrible disaster... If I was in a log cabin that had been hit by an avalanche and I was waiting to see um, whether we survived or not, I could think of my own questions. <laughs> and they would be a lot more pertinent than the ones <laughs> you in your could. fucking book. You could, but, you know, that bloke couldn't. That's why he needs me. All right, last one. First question. Which one of us would get eaten first <laughs> if we don't get rescued? Would you rather have a time machine that can only take you back to the 1973 wedding of Princess Anne and Mark Phillips or an invisibility cloak that glitches randomly at least once a minute, making you totally visible for a couple of seconds? I've got some conditions on this. You'd only be able to travel to the actual wedding ceremony and not be able to leave Westminster Abbey. Yeah. You might get lucky and have 45 seconds of total invisibility but might appear at any time. By the way, the invisibility cloak only works if you're otherwise totally naked. Yeah. Yeah. Knew that was coming. (laughs) There he is. (laughs) Which of those two things would you like best? Um, Can you go back to the wedding as many times as you want? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like a Groundhog Day experience. You could go back, try and get off with Princess Anne, try and get off with Mark Phillips. Yeah, you can do different stuff every time you go back, right? Yeah, Yeah. probably. I'd probably go with that. the naked invisibility cloak's too dangerous for me, I think. Sure. Do our answers from the previous questions affect this one? <laughs> no. So, have I, you know, driven to the 
cruise ship with Laurie Anderson. Listen, and we've gone uh, on. Hey, Kester, I don't come on the off-menu podcast and mess around and fuck it all up. <laughs> I come on and treat you with the respect it deserves and answer all your questions properly. You are, I don't right. want you coming in here dismantling yes. the logic of my emergency questions. I think I would like the invisibility cloak, please. Okay. Um, and I would mainly use it to watch shows at Edinburgh that everyone says are bad shows. <laughs> But I never want to go because I think oh, I look like an asshole comedian sitting there watching a bad show. Yeah. But then I always think if I was invisible, I'd watch all of those shows. But yeah. you have <laughs> literally forgotten the main thing about the invisibility cloak, in that. You've completely <laughs> eradicated that fact. <laughs> what that happens? You're going to go and see bad shows, but you don't want to feel like you're bullying the people. Yes. Then every 45 seconds or so, a completely butt-naked James A. Caster is going to appear in the audience and then disappear again. It depends how big the venue is. If it would <laughs> be a problem. Good. Well, tell me about the island. You've both been working on a show called The Island. Yes. yes. What is... Oh, what? Someone went, yes. <laughs> Someone <laughs> what, went, yes. That was me, It hasn't Richard. been... <laughs> <laughs> was inside. Um, what is it? And what is, what, and what, what is it? It's a panel what show. Yeah. Uh, hosted by Tom Allen and Kima Bob and Jason Forbes. Uh, and uh, a cast of comedians pick their things from categories to go on their island that they're putting together. And it's set on a, it's set on a big ship yep. with Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> and we've just filmed all of it. Uh, it was Sarah Pascoe, Johnny Vegas, uh, Ninia Benjamin and Ahir Shah were the comedians. And it was a lot of fun. So do you have the same... A little bit, a bit like... Taskmaster. You've looked at Taskmaster. A bit like that, but we haven't really gotten down to the dregs of the guest booking yet. So <laughs> maybe in series 10, wait by the phone. Yeah, you can come on and just do what a normal man would do. <laughs> <laughs> maybe when it's on Channel 4, I'll come on it. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, and people will still think you're a competition winner. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did, I did win that competition. You James. did win it. Did win it uh, in a way. <laughs> <laughs> in the only way that matters. Yeah. Um, good. And is, when's it on the island? January. January, I think next year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's really upset me now. I didn't think he could ever really upset me, but he's <laughs> I've upset you with the, the Taskmaster comment. <laughs> I'm going to not let this podcast go out. Can I ask you something about... <laughs> can I ask you something about Taskmaster? Yeah. And feel free not to answer it. Okay. But uh, it's my favourite moment in Taskmaster <laughs> okay. ever. I've watched all of Taskmaster, and I'm, I love it. Mm-hmm. So much that we copied it and made a new Dave show coming in January. But... There's a moment in your series, in the final ever episode, yeah. and it's my favourite moment of the Taskmaster, and uh, <laughs> you're doing the final live task in the studio, and you're all on the stage, and uh, everyone knows it's either going to be you or Daisy who wins. Yeah. And you're working away at this thing, <laughs> making a little bridge out of polos or something, yeah. and you're working away at it, and at one point... <laughs> Captain Parkinson just blurts out, I want you to win, Daisy! <laughs> what was that about? Because at no point during the series had it looked like you'd pissed her off, so I thought, that's happened off camera. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I think, they, I, think, I think Daisy should have won. Yeah, but okay, that, why? That's not what James asked. So I think that's what it... I think um, 
Like, I think it was more she liked Daisy than she didn't like me. We, I think we got on quite well, Catherine and I. Oh, yeah? I don't, I'm sure about Daisy. I'm trying to get Daisy on this to discuss whether she generally does hate me. Yeah. Uh, but... That's a good o- opening game. Yeah. <laughs> do, do, do you really hate I'd love me? to uh, invite you onto a stage in front of people and ask you if you hate me or not. <laughs> so I think, you know, like Daisy was got, had done that whole week, like, heavily pregnant. Yeah, had done not, and and had done all the tasks at least a bit pregnant and quite heavily pregnant for some of them. I thought you just described her as weak and heavily pregnant. Yeah, <laughs> no, <that would> be... <laughs> and so like it was, she'd done incredibly well and was much more. You know, she'd won because, as you say, she was she'd done it in an interesting and amusing way. Yeah, and I just tried to do the tasks as well as I could. <laughs> but you need to, but you need someone like that. On you can't go on and do be, do an artificial James. I couldn't go on. and pretend to not understand what the question was and do something different like you would do what, naturally. like on off menu when you came on as a guest? <laughs> <laughs> what happened to that guy? Well, I, I was overwhelmed by it. Well, let's wait till the champion of champions, see how I behave during that one. See if things have, see if things have changed. You're both going to be on champion of champions, we aren't are. you? Facing each other. Yeah. I was we've overlooked. Done, uh, we've done some of it. Yeah. I don't so, know how much we're allowed to reveal. No. But Alex has talked about the fact that we've done the task. Oh, yeah, we've done the task. We've done the task, but we don't... We've done the tasks. How'd you get on? Did you, how, how did you get on with the... Brilliant. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> shit, I did shit. I was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I sort of... It's, well, well, yeah, I don't know how much we can say. We're not doing, like, low... I, I think it has to be a series. I don't, I, it, not, it's not even going to count. Even if I win, I'm just going to chuck the, the won't, trophy down. Okay, this doesn't count. You're not going to chuck the trophy. I'm going to fuck. I'm going to throw it back in their face. Go. This doesn't count. Um, yeah. No. It was. It was. That was. I think. I think it was more Daisy's popularity. Well, Catherine okay. was very upset on that last episode, wasn't she? Because everyone had made fun of her masks that she had <laughs> during lockdown. Oh yeah. That's what I thought. I thought maybe. I was and nice it didn't about make the edit. Maybe mask. Richard right really made fun of the masks. And now he's in the bad books. No, I didn't. I was quite nice about the masks. And then when I saw them, they were pretty good. And I said, yeah, right good. at the end. She was clearly really upset about the masks because at the end of the episode, when you go on to get the prizes and the masks are there, they le- and they left this in. You look at the masks and you leant down to her and went, they're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's very hard to gauge your own popularity and what, what, whether people like you or not. You know, I don't understand why anyone... Would like, a lot of people don't like me, I know that for sure. Because <laughs> you get them on your podcast and you ask t- them directly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I don't, I don't understand. I think I'm a pretty nice, cool guy. But I think maybe uh, people who only know me from the podcast think I'm a bit of a dick. Because that's what I do on the podcast. <laughs> you have spent 30 years cultivating that reputation. Yeah. Though, yeah. yeah. But I think I'm a quite nice guy. So, you know, I'm, I'm happy. My kids, actually, my daughter doesn't really like me either. No, not a fan? My son quite likes me. Oh, yeah? So, yes, that's all that matters. It's him. That's it. Not your I've daughter. Got one, I've created one thing that he likes me. I understand why three. your daughter might not like you, if that's your <laughs> attitude. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> He's the only one that matters. It's all that matters is one of them likes me. Yeah. I don't care which one it is. That's <laughs> the win. Okay. There's someone down here who keeps on iring you sympathetically, and, uh, which uh, is never what you've gone for, ever. <laughs> oh. Oh. If, you have, if you're iring, then you haven't seen him on Taskmaster, because he deserves it. <laughs> I've got no more questions for you, that's it. Go on, ask me if I want to go for a swim in a river with River Phoenix. <laughs> 
Oh, that's a good one. Too late to make the edit of the book? Now I can put that in. Would I rather... What you've misunderstood is there has to be another option. There has to be another one. Yeah, so you have to think of two celebrities with their name. Is there anyone with Paul? Huh? Paul was his surname. Go for a swim in a pool with... Oh, yeah, just think... Uh, Someone pool. pool. Swim, in the, swim in the ocean with Frank Ocean? Yeah. Jump in the ocean with Frank Ocean? You got to do There's a different two swimming ones, it's not that good. No? Well, that, I mean, you did three vehicles earlier, and yeah. you were proud <laughs> of that. That, that, that example was based on your structure that you've invented. Yeah. I've, I've worked out why I've only had you on individually in the past. <laughs> Because <laughs> you can team up on me when there's two of you. A couple of bullies. Cope, I can cope with one of you at a time. <laughs> but two of you being attacked from two different directions. Yeah. It's too much for me to take. Um, <laughs> would you rather be nonchalant, semi chalant, or 100% fully chalant? Very good. That's nice. Thank you. It's lovely. Thank I like you. that one. Lovely. Thank you. Oxford really coming through in that question. <laughs> <laughs> Um, don't want an answer, no? No, well, if you can got one. Doesn't want one, You don't right. seem to be answering. In your head, uh, that question isn't... Uh, no one has to answer it. They just say it and everyone laughs and forgets about the <laughs> raging avalanche outside the log cabin. Yeah, the avalanche is still coming down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather have all your teeth fall out and have them replaced with the teeth of a Neanderthal man or woman? Or have all well your done. hair fall out and be replaced with wire from a Brillo pad. Uh, Neanderthal men's teeth and women's teeth are not like human teeth. I'm going to tell you that much. Yeah. I would rather have the Brillo pad hair. It's got you, um, very easily because um, I'd hate to have someone else's teeth in my mouth. Yeah. That would be gross, especially if they were that old. And if I had Brillo pad hair... I think that would be useful every now and again if I was cleaning something. Just give it a bit of a... True, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Would also, whenever you just rubbed your head against something, it would be quite unpleasant for the thing, though. So human contact would be... Yeah, but I mean, effective. how often, Richard, do you uh, sort of get down in a prone position and rub your head on someone? Well, I think when you're snuggling... Your head will rub That's against. That's not how snuggles work. Right? And it's all your hair, by the way. It's, it's the well, hair all over. Like you've, no, you've never fucking snuggled in your it's life. It's hair all over your body. So what? You you don't. Oh, it's hair all over your yeah, body. Your oh, body. See, it's the oh, yeah. See. Still, I'd go, go with that. Yeah, I think Brillo pad. Okay. Yeah. I think it looked quite cool as well. Would it carry on growing like hair does? Would you have to get it cut, or does it just Good grow question. the length of a Brillo pad Good and then question. stop? <laughs> I think I, th- I would like how to have see. You not thought about that. Because I've only asked the questions. That's why it's good to road test them. That's going in the book now. <laughs> do you include that in the book? You don't just ask the questions, you do write the questions as well, Richard. You're not some sort of vehicle for <laughs> heavenly being. I, I just ask the questions, make you think, you go, mm, what would I choose? <laughs> and then I'm gone. I'm away. And they go, who asked that question? Go, we don't know. <laughs> he was here, disappeared on the wind. Uh, what is coming up in the future, guys? What have we got? What have we got coming up? You're back doing a tour. Is this I'm a sorry. new show? Electric. Ed Gamble yes. on tour. February no- next year onwards. Tickets on sale now. Wow. EdGamble.co.uk. That's all your website is, by the way. I looked at your website, and all your website is your tour dates. Just a tour. Put a bit of something else on there. Someone's no, going to interview so old on a hat. Putting other stuff if, on a if website. If someone's going to interview on in a podcast, it's just nice to have a little bit on there to give you. Mm. No, they've got, you know, they've got Wikipedia and stuff. It's yeah. fine. It's okay. But, yeah, do come, especially if you live in Scunthorpe. 
Ed was reading me all the dates uh, before coming on, and I really encourage everyone to go. It's quite a long tour. How you guys, will you guys be okay apart from each other for that length of time? You're going to be able to do the podcast? We're not touring together. Oh, apart from each yeah, other. Yeah, you'll be apart. Yeah, we just lived through a pandemic where we didn't see each other and just did stuff just over... Zoom. Over Zoom. That's it now, isn't it? Yeah. We'll never... Never again. What was that? Yeah, I don't know. Talking to them. Them. Sorry. I haven't done a live gig in quite some time. <laughs> no James hasn't like... been in front of an audience since 2019, and there's, I mean, I'm constantly worried he's just going to throw the microphone down and physically attack one of you, so. It's in my first time in front of an audience since December 2019, since I filmed that show that you. That right. you and uh, I mean, this is very weird, actually. Very odd. It is weird. They are weird. So when that guy talked, I was like, Well, it was Hello? a bit weird. For... It was like, and, and it was a bit real weird because he didn't. It did stop. He just carried on going. Anyway, <laughs> well, well, well. <laughs> hello, sir. I think this is what a slightly uh, this is a slightly odd space for that. You do kind of you, you get quite a lot of stuff back from the audience that you wouldn't normally get. Maybe it's just because it's socially distanced. I don't know, but I've noticed. I've noticed Bounce. a few conversations going on. <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening to them quite a lot. Sometimes it's are we good. taking questions from the audience? You can. I mean, you will, you'll regret it, but we can. Yeah, no, I knew I'd regret it as soon as I said it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why are you I mean, that? I, there's a... Uh, Probably be a bit of a laugh. <laughs> Have you got a girlfriend, James? You fucker! <laughs> you broke my heart! What was the shrieking lady who shouted out first? Well, Let's lady have said or bread. Shriek again... Papa Dom's or bread. Oh, Papa Dom's or bread. We answered this on the podcast, didn't Episode we? Episode 100. We I know, I just listened Episode to it. Episode 100. Long. Um, Very long. I said, broadly Papa Dom's, but for my dream menu, I chose a certain type of bread that I had a stone's throw from this very venue. But it was a pop-up, so it's not there anymore. <laughs> you had bread? I had bread. Uh, James talked about uh, Papa Dom's from a certain restaurant in Edinburgh. And what happened, James? I said that these Papa Dom's in Edinburgh are the best Papa Dom's I've ever had. And they contacted me and said, can we put that as a quote in our window? In exchange, we'll give you free food for life. <laughs> I said, yeah. <laughs> Obviously you can. And Was it looks it like I'm going to be doing Edinburgh again. <laughs> I'll get free curry for the whole festival. Was it free food for life? Yeah, they said, oh, whenever you want, good. come in and you just, the food's on us. Uh, I thought they said that free poppadoms for life. No, <laughs> it would have been a <laughs> shit deal. <laughs> free poppadoms for life would have been... Actually, I'm going to reread that email now. <laughs> So, you come on, man. This is what well happens if you throw You've it. got to know the answer to that. My, well, what about you? Sir. Yeah, boy. Unlucky, Ed. Absolute <laughs> pigs. Oh, God, he's very aggressive now. Your fans are aggressive, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm not so, sorry, Ed. So angry. <laughs> I don't need you to be sorry, man. It's fine. You can make a choice. a little sweet life. He loves desserts. I love desserts from Dessert Boy. You're a starter boy. I'd say more people on the podcast agree with you. No. No? No, you don't try and seem like the cool hipster one. <laughs> Dessert is the fucking populist choice, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like starters best. Yeah? Oh, no. I think. But what did you choose as your starter? It's what? Well, what did you choose as your starter again? Um, you came the on original one? one, I chose uh, Kettle Crisps from now and Kettle Crisps from 1992. Yeah. So I could compare the two. Yeah. 
because you are a fucking genie. Don't you understand your own program? No, you're I a program. genie. I want stuff that's magic to happen Listen. that can't happen anywhere else. I can go and buy a star anywhere I want that exists now. I want something that doesn't exist. Yes. Hey, listen. I actually did quite like your answers. Good. You know, after seeing Taskmaster, I accepted that. I expected every answer to be some food, please. (laughs) (laughs) The best food. (laughs) Food, please. Eat it, please. Sorry for doing the programme well. (laughs) Sorry for concentrating, listening to what it was and doing it properly. (laughs) And keenly. Like a small boy trying to please his dad. Yeah. Was that what it was about in yeah. your head? I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And just winning's all that matters. Do you think? I don't want, I don't want to get any more work on... Uh, TV work's all just doing panel shows and stuff. I don't want to do any more of that. No. So I don't want to get... Well, I, don't want to be su- I don't want to be successful so that I can go on TV and do all that. I want to do, like, talking to people in a theatre. So <laughs> your game plan... <laughs> Even you didn't buy that by the end of the sentence. <laughs> I don't I want, want to, to do all my shows and do TV. I want, I want, want to, to get a load of, I want to get a load of puppets in an attic and talk to them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be on TV. I want to do that. Yeah. Why be on TV when you can talk to a load of puppets in an attic? So your game plan when you went on Taskmaster yeah. was, um, I really hope I'm not too entertaining on this. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll have to do loads of TV and won't be able to continue doing what I'm already doing. <laughs> I, I genuinely, Taskmaster was the last thing on TV that I wanted to do. And that was it. Ticked yeah. it off. Ticked off. Done it. <clears throat> we might have discussed this before. Do you think having a nut off in between Taskmaster and Taskmaster Champion of Champions, will that affect your performance in any way? Well, oh, that's a good question, yeah. actually. I mean, it means that you're the only contestant with two testicles. Yeah. No foreskin. No foreskin. <laughs> no foreskin. <laughs> To his so credit, there's not, a, there's not a complete male genitalia. Have you got? I've got a foreskin. Yeah, fucking yeah. hell. Do, what I do mean, you I'll mean, be fucking a... hell? Well, you've got a really <laughs> long one. Is that what you mean? <laughs> a really good. Yeah. Fucking hell, you want to see the size good. of it, mate? You can fit your one bollock inside. Like it. A... <laughs> <laughs> it's like a windsock, mate. <laughs> um, fucking hell, you. I think I went into it. Uh, I wanted to enjoy because I was. Uh, what happened with the first lot? I was just a. But like the first time I did it was the first day I did the tasks. It was just after the general election, and oh, I yeah. hadn't slept all night and was depressed. Uh-huh. And it was really difficult to concentrate on anything. And then, but also I was just so nervous that I don't think I kind of relaxed and let myself get into it. So I decided with the tasks that I did, I just thought, right, I'm going to relax and have a, at least have a little think about it before then just doing the correct way of getting the task done <laughs> as quickly as before possible. Before doing it the correct way. Yeah. yeah. Because that's my personality. In the most imaginative could, way possible. But if everyone did it nuts, if, they had, if you had five James Acasters on there doing their nuts thing, it wouldn't be I didn't be think fun. about it that inventive. I, I, I was genuinely trying on the show. Yeah. I was, I was not very clever. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't thinking his way around it. He's just a weird bloke. <laughs> I know. But that's how it works. And I think, especially in my one, you needed someone who was a bit anchored in some sort of reality to... For it to work. <laughs> my, my nephews have just watched my series of Taskmaster. They're in primary school, but like, um, they've just released the PG versions. So they've watched that and they got obsessed with it. And at the end of one of the episodes, um, Phil Wang has put himself up as the prize task. So like, I win Phil Wang. So they were phoning me constantly, FaceTiming me, asking to see Phil Wang if I've got him. <laughs> and I'd always be like, oh, you've just missed him. He's gone out to get me some ice cream again. <laughs> I've sent him to the shops. <laughs> you've just missed him. 
Uh, at one point, my nephew, who's nine years old, uh, was like, can we see Phil Wang? I was like, oh, no, he's just gone to the shops again. He was like, oh, the elusive Wang! Such a... Real highlight. Very good. Well, we'll see how that goes. We'll see how we... What, what, is there anything coming up for you, James Acaster? Are you going to follow up your amazing stand-up show? No. Nah. Um, I, <laughs> I, um, uh, I've got another series. My, uh, my other podcast, Perfect Sounds, which is about music in 2016 being the greatest year of music of all time. Uh, we just started the second series of that. So we've just done an episode with Rosie Jones as the guest talking about A Moon-Shaped Pool by Radiohead. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's, there's loads. I think Ahir Shah's the next guest talking about a very obscure album uh, that was recorded in someone's bedroom in Montreal. So, yeah, I'm... I'm Loving doing that. So that you're just started. doing stuff in your attic at home rather uh, than doing stuff doing, on TV? Everything I'm doing <laughs> is just sitting on the same sofa. This is the yeah. first time I've sat on something different while working. I hate it. Um, <laughs> yeah, just, just, just podcasts. Yeah. Uh, that's it at the minute. That's all we need, guys. It's the yeah. future. It's yeah. the future. That's all I want. I don't want to do I'm like you. I don't want to do any panel shows, <laughs> <No>. any TV. <laughs> uh, the only panel shows I want to do is when I'm behind the scenes working with Ed and we rip off Taskmaster. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, please give a massive round of applause to the off, these guys from Off Menu. Ed Gamble, James Acaster. Thank you very much. Thank you. We can go. Thank you, guys. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. richardherring.com slash ballback slash tour or richardherring.com slash gigs for all of the information on the tour. GoFasterStripe.com for lots of downloads and books and lots of fun. Thanks for listening. Go and listen to another one. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about the tour. I love you all. I'm out.